We are in the midst of fantasy football draft season as preseason has finally come to an end as we prepare for the start of the 2023 regular season. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. CJ is out tonight. So as I have teased when introducing our show we are getting into fantasy football and we are going to give you two fantasy football sleepers for the wide receiver and running back positions so originally we were going to do all of the positions but we had too much stuff to talk about within between preseason super bowl picks dark horse predictions honors predictions all of that stuff that took precedent, precedence over fantasy football. But we got to get some sort of fantasy out of the way before we start this season, as you guys are in the middle of your fantasy football drafts. And we are getting late in that, in that regard. Um, we are just over a week away from opening, uh, from opening night on, the, on September 7th, as this is being recorded on uh, August 29th. And by the way, if you guys are – still not drafted yet and are waiting till the last minute. Good job. Good job. That is a good thing to do. You want to wait until like as late as you possibly can because players get hurt, holdouts happen, all of these things. Now, we've had a pretty good we've had a pretty good uh pretty good preseason and training camp. No significant injuries. We had the Jonathan Taylor uh drama happening, but that's besides that, that's about it. But other than, you know, we have had some pretty bad preseasons where players get hurt. So to wait till the last second, it's actually a pretty smart move. Not saying that you're not smart if you don't. I'm just saying things happen in preseason. Injuries happen. And I feel like that is the worst time for injury. It's never a good time to get hurt, but I feel like it's the worst thing possible when it happens in preseason. Because you never get to see what this player could have potentially become this off uh, this season. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to do some fantasy sleepers. And we're going to start with wide receivers. So we're going to go back and forth. We're going to do two picks each. So, Tuck, who are your two fantasy football wide receiver sleepers going into the 2023 season? All right. I'm, I'm going to get the non-homer pick out the way first. Uh, the first pick I have is Ro- Romeo Dubs, wide receiver out of Green Bay. I believe that he will be a sleeper because I don't think people will notice him because they are just collectively sleeping on the Packers as a whole. I think Romeo Dubs will be show up and be the wide receiver number one because of his connection with Jordan Love. And I believe he will show you his deep speed and his overall run route, route running capabilities. I believe the connection with him and Jordan Love will be good. I think it'll be solid. And I think it'll be a lot better than people are giving it credit for. I saw some preseason highlights against the Patriots, and I and I was liking what I was seeing out of Ronnie, Romeo Dobbs. So all in all, I think, I think he's a sleeper. Not many people are talking about him. So if I see him in the late rounds, I'm definitely picking him if I do have the opportunity. Yeah, I think that's a good one. And so much attention goes towards Christian Watson. We all forgot about Romeo Dubs, who was also putting up pretty good s- statistics with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. uh, at least in his in his last year there. But this is Jordan Love, who also looks really good, by the way. So we'll see. But who's your other right. pick? Mm-hmm. 
my number two one, again, I believe he's a sleeper if he can stay healthy. The main thing is health, and that's one I harp on. I'm taking him in the late seventh because I do not believe in his health at times, but if he can stay healthy the whole season, oh, he's a stud, and that's Rashad Bateman. If you actually watch Rashad Bateman play, he is 100% wide receiver one material. The problem is sometimes he gets injured and he's out for the season. And that absolutely kills me because I know how good of a receiver he can be. Thankfully, we have Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham, so that doesn't kill our whole wide receiver room. But overall, when you look at Rashad Bateman and what he brings to the table, the guy's a stud. The problem is health. If he can just stay healthy, oh, he'll be a steal for fantasy. So I'm I'm looking out for him in the seventh round if he's available and can stay healthy. This is a very deep wide receiver room for the Ravens, which is very, very uncharacteristic of them. Um, yeah. And they also we, – we're all forgetting about Devin Duvernay, who mm-hmm. was pretty good in his own right. And they also got Nelson Aguilar. Uh, don't and say that. I have, I have my reservations for Nelson Aguilar. He can catch some passes. Can he hang on to them? That's that's a completely different question. And by I the way, if catch it occasionally, just and occasionally, I guess it depends on the formats of your leagues. But I'm pretty sure in most, if not all of them, if a fumble is two is minus two points. So you gain two yards from a reception, uh, two uh, twenty yards from a reception. Then you fumble it. I guess it evens out unless it's PPR. Then you're gaining a point, but still, he has ball security issues. Um, all right, so I picked a couple. I have a lot of rookies on both of my lists. Um, namely, my first pick, which is Jalen Hyatt, for the he's coming out of Tennessee for the New York Giants, and so this guy is this guy. He was one of the top wide receiver prospects in this draft, but he still fell for some reason. And I can tell you what his weaknesses are, which is namely the the first one is his frame. I mean, just looking at his physical build, six foot flat, 175 pounds. He is a skinny guy. That's even skinnier than Devontae Freeman, Devontae Smith when he first came out. But Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith was pretty good too. So I think he can overcome this. And he's also in, Unlike Smith, he's going into a wide receiver core that smells. It is terrible. Their best wide receiver is Darius Slayton, and he, at his best, is a wide receiver too. So if Hyatt can really play up to his potential, and so far this preseason he has, and in training camp, this kid could be a real steal for the Giants. Now, his route tree is a little limited. He's not the best on intermediate routes, but he's a speedster. He ran 24 miles an hour a couple weeks ago in a preseason, one of the preseason games. So this kid is fast. So I think this guy is going to be a steal for you guys. Take him in the later rounds, and he may not even be drafted in some of your drafts. So definitely take him. Um, and if you you could even get him on the waiver wire after your draft too. Yeah. Um, all right, my other pick. Now I was, I was. Picking and choosing between two Chiefs wide receivers. One of them was rookie Rasheed Rice. The other is second-year undrafted rookie Justin Ross. Now, I have too many rookies on this list, so I went Justin Ross, who is also balling out, by the way. Um, But 
just so Ross, the reason he is a sleeper is blatantly obvious. This kid cannot stay healthy. His last healthy season where he played 14 games for Clemson, 2019. Mm. And he still didn't even eclipse a thousand yards. He did that the year prior in 2018. Think about where you were at. I hadn't even graduated college yet. I no, I hadn't graduated high school yet. And I'm a college yeah. graduate. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, so that is the biggest issue with this kid. But if he can stay healthy, he has all the tools in the world to make it work. He has a good build, six foot four, 205 pounds. So he can get the jump balls. He's fast. He has good hands. And he's working with arguably the best, no, not arguably, he is the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. To say. So, and so. The opportunity is there. They're, they're, their wide receiver core is really bad too, unless Rasheed Rice turns out to be something. I can tell you one thing. One of those two guys is going to be their leading wide receiver. I one mean, of those two guys is Marcus Valdez-Scantling, maybe, if they're that Stop bad. It. Stop but it. You don't believe in him. I'm not saying I do. I don't believe. You know You know my take on, Mark, uh, on MVS, Mr. 50-50 ball. Yeah. He's still a solid wide receiver. He's a number three in a championship offense, but he's a decent wide receiver. I'll take him on the Patriots. Actually, no. We have too many secondary options. No, I won't. I, we should have gotten DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah. Otherwise, he would have been on this list. Um, actually, no. He's not a sleeper. DeAndre Hopkins on the Patriots was not would not be a sleeper. But, he's not a sleeper in general. Yeah, but either way, give me Justin Ross as a sleeper. This kid looks good. So far in, in training camp, you've seen lots of clips of him just making some incredible plays. And he's looked good in preseason as well. And he has Patrick Mahomes. If he can stay healthy, that's a big if. But if he can do that, it's the whole reason why he was an undrafted free agent in the first place. Then this kid could be a very good wide receiver. Now, and you also might be thinking, how could how could a Chiefs, how could this guy be such a star? Right? How could he live up to Tyreek Hill? Might I remind you where Tyreek Hill was drafted? He was picked in the fifth round. Exactly. So they have an ability to find guys like this. So Justin Ross, I think he could be their wide receiver one. Maybe Rasheed Rice will. But I think one of these two will. So give me one of those guys. All right. There are both of my wide receiver fantasy sleepers. What do you think? Not bad. I like them. Um, I just like I am with Rashid. Uh, I mean Rashad Bateman. I'm kind of curious about Justin Ross too. If he can stay healthy, he's a beast. Absolutely. I mean, it's never been a talent thing with him. That's the thing. No, it's always been health. Health, and if you haven't been healthy since 2018. That's a bit of a problem there. Little bit of a problem. That's you know how many years have gone by since then? It's been like four years. It's been five. Five. You're right. <laughs> Fumble Ruski podcast math. All right. <laughs> so there's our fantasy wide receiver sleepers. We're going on to the running backs, the main course, the position that everyone covets in fantasy football. Sleepers, who is going to be the diamond of uh, the diamond in the rough? That's next. 
This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the fantasy, the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Seek a Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. No CJ tonight. We are on to the running backs portion of our fantasy sleeper picks. So again, going back and forth, two picks, fantasy sleepers. What? Nothing. nothing. I, I'll tell you afterwards. I will tell you afterwards. Okay. You can't say it on air. All right. Uh, two picks. Who do you got? Running backs. <laughs> okay. My first my first pick is Roshan Johnson, fourth-round pick out of Chicago uh, – fourth-round pick for the Chicago Bears out of Texas. When I look at him and I look at the offense surrounding him, I believe it is perfect for him to take the starting running back role over Kaleo Herbert because I believe he just fits the offense – better just overall better for what they do i don't know why Khalil herbert can't run it the offense because it seems like a good fit for him i guess it's just not what he did as well in, in college but overall what Rashawn, what Rashawn johnson does well in college is what the chicago Bears want to do well on offense so i don't think it'll take that long for him to start and get starting reps over Khalil herbert I still think Khalil Herbert is a good player, but I think Roshan Johnson will just take over because of scheme fit. I think that's where I see it. Okay. I mean, they have some talent. I just think past their rookies, they do have some talent. Uh, just just with veteran presence between Khalil Herbert and also Deontay Foreman, who has yeah. looked good in the past couple of years. He's a little – he's kind of a poor man's – Derrick Henry, if you will, right? He's a guy who can just pound the ball down your throat, but he yeah. also isn't going to – he's not going to put up Derrick Henry-type stats, but he's still a pretty good running back. But it's it's still fairly open for any rookie to who has some talent to step up and take over the starting role because it feels like they're kind of going by a little bit of a committee. Right, so you got Deontay Foreman as the power back, and then Khalil Herbert as the the East West uh, receiving back as well. So they kind yeah. of have a little bit of that. So if if some rookie steps up, I wouldn't be surprised as well. That's definitely a possibility. And my second pick is again, it's kind of a shocker, but realizing what happened through the draft, it it really should come off as a sleeper and. I'm choosing Tyler Algier as my second running back sleeper. The reason I say it is because of Bijan Robinson coming up. People think they're going he's going to take a lot more touches than he a lot more touches than Tyler Algier. And so the way I see it, 
just in my mind, I see Tyler Azier just getting more red zone touches than Bijan Robinson. I believe he'll get a lot more touchdowns, and I think he'll get more touchdowns and a lot more yards than people think. I don't think he'll have more yards than Bijan Robinson, but I think he'll have more touchdowns to make up for it, which is why I think Bijan, I mean Tyler Azier is a running back to look out for in the future. And a good and a good handcuff as well, right? So if Bijan Robinson goes down, then definitely have Tyler Algier available for you to start as well. Because if he if the whole offense is built around the running game. So if Algier, especially after the season he just had, if he gets the opportunities this season, I think he'll he'll be even better this year. But that's a big if because you have Bijan Robinson, they just took eighth overall. Um, all right. So as for my picks, I'm going to give you Deuce Vaughn. He's playing for the Dallas Cowboys. He was drafted in the sixth round playing. He last played for Kansas state. Now this guy. So the downside is obvious is pretty obvious here as well. The kid's undersized. He's five, five weighing 170 pounds. Tough time getting on roller coasters. I understand. So yeah, he's going to have a tough time at six flags. (laughs) But getting that open yardage, he's a he is elusive. He is yep, he is speedy. He's hard to catch, and he's also smaller, so that makes him harder to tackle. Mm-hmm. The only problem that I have, the reservation that I have with his size, is how is he going to get in the end zone? He's going to make it to the end zone with some open field from the twenty yard line out touchdown. He's going to get those. What is he going to do at the at the goal line? going to be tony pollard so is he going to be a complete enough back so that he can unseat tony pollard as in the starting role or even just salvage a 50 50 split right something like that i don't i don't know if he can do that but if mm-hmm. you if he can overcome that then i think he can I, I i don't i really like tony pollard i hope i'm not when i say this i'm not you know, dumping on Tony Pollard, but I didn't get, I don't get the hype with him. He was, he was a, an efficient running back with uh, Ezekiel Elliott as a handcuff. And Ezekiel Elliott was just going downhill, downhill, downhill. And Tony Pollard was just going up. That's the hype. I under, I understand that portion, but with the, if we're just going based off efficiency and he did put up some statistics, if we're just going based off st- off efficiency, it's basic math. If you have a smaller sample size, you're going to look a lot better. Also, not every running back is built for a bell cow workhorse role, right? Yeah. And Tony Pollard, with his highest share last year, where it was just 40%, it was his highest share in his career, he still couldn't make it through the whole season. In an, inju- in an injury that has lingered all the way up until now. So I'm a little worried there. So if Deuce Vaughn can show that he can play in some sort of capacity and earn a share, I think he can absolutely gain some production here. And he's already shown it during preseason, during training camp. He's looked good. The kid looks good. I have some worries about him as a complete back, but he's going to be good in open field. He's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, My next pick, this is much – I save the best for last. And this is a much safer pick in the sense that he's a more complete back. It's Tank Bigsby. Already right off the bat, he's six feet, 208 pounds. Bigger than yeah. bigger than Deuce Vaughn. He is very he's an elusive back. He's big. 
He can run for power. And he can score. Mm -hmm. So already he is he's a complete back. If he was alone in this backfield, he would not be a sleeper. Problem is Travis Etienne's ahead of him. But yeah. Etienne, at his best, I'd say a low end wide uh, run, low end RB one, high end RB two. Really, even with his ability to catch passes out the backfield. Yeah, I would say so. Because, like, first of all, he had some inj- he had some he's had some injury issues, not just with his rookie year where he missed the whole season, but also he had that ankle issue, and then he was never the same. Again, like this is what this is my question. Some running backs are not built to be a bell cow, and I just question if Travis Etienne can do that. And Tank Bigsby has looked really, really good in preseason. Yeah, it's so, preseason. Right, but the guys who look good, they still do pretty well. It it's it translates. It does. And he's looked good at he's looked good in training camp. I think this kid this kid is really good. And at the very least, I think he can salvage a split between ETN and Bigsby. Or ETN gets hurt and then Bigsby takes over and you have a workhorse back. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty high. I'm very high on Tank Bigsby this year. I think he's going to be really good. Um, where was he drafted in the third round? I believe it was the third. It might be. I just don't. I looked it up earlier. I had it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But yep, third round pick eighty-eight. But listen, I love me some Travis Etienne. I'm not saying that. I don't like him. I think he's a very good running back. I'm just worried that if he can even play in a workhorse role and if he could stay healthy as well. And and even when he is healthy, he's not, he hasn't been really too much to write home about. He's not a top five running back in this league. He's, I, I I don't even think he's top 10. It's arguable, but yeah, as of right now, it's not a strong argument to be had for him. But that could right. change. That could change. So this is all a fertile ground for Bigsby to flourish. I think he could do really well. And he's also talking about the surrounding team, right? Good offensive line around him. He's not going to be facing any stacked boxes. This is going to be arguably, uh, this is going to be one of the best passing offenses in the AFC. I would say Mm -hmm. you got Trevor Lawrence, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league right now, young up and coming star and Trav, uh, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, just to list a few. He's not going to be facing any stacked boxes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I don't think he'll have any stacked boxes at all. I think he'll get an easy, like five yards before touch on top of that. On top of that, how many in that division, how many how many defenses have we do they really have that can really lock down any run any rushing attack? Like really, really lock it down. The Colts don't look the Colts are falling apart. In that division, nothing. The Colts are falling apart. Oh no, the Titans. The Titans, yes. The Titans are all right. 
They're fine. The Texans are young. I like, I mean, I like the kid that they just took, Will Anderson, but he's a pass rusher. He's not right. to. Not the Texans, uh, the Titans. You're right. The Titans, too. Titans are good. I mean, they don't have much in that division to face. That's the, yeah. that's the real, that's the real issue here. So that's six games right there where they could put up a lot of good rushing yards. I think he'll, ha- I think they'll win for, I think the issue is when it comes to tank specifically, I think when he faces boxes like Tennessee where they don't have to put in so many guys because uh, Jeffrey Simmons is there. I think that's where he'll probably run into problems. I think that's where the issue is. Because Jeffrey Simmons is a top five D tackle in this league for a reason. You're just not going to get it easy on him. If you're going to get it, you're going to earn it. It's not going to be like 135 days. It's going to be like 101, 103, that type of 100-yard rushing day. Yeah, maybe. But if you're doing that against – if he's doing that against, a def, against that defense, how do you think he's going to do against all of the – league average or below league average run defenses in the league. I think they have a good rushing attack. They have a good running back room. Yeah, but they have a good rushing attack because they have a good passing attack. That's true. It's better because of the passing attack. But I I, even without their passing attack, I still think Travis Etienne's a good running back. I still think Tank Bigsby has a bright future ahead of him. And we're completely forgetting about Dearness Johnson, who's a who's been good stepping up in, yeah. in a backup role for Cleveland. So they got three good runners on in that backfield. Good for them. Yeah. Good rushing attack. All right. That concludes our fantasy football coverage for this offseason, basically. But <laughs> we are going to head to the Fumble Rooski fan box where we asked you guys. What is your boldest prediction for the 2023 NFL season? A lot of good ones. We're going to get to a bunch of them. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We welcome you to the Fumble Rooski Fan Box, where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday. And you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond Respond to next week's Fan Box question for a chance to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was the boldest predictions for 2023 what do you guys have um so right off the bat we'll tell you this so we are getting now about 25 to 30 responses a week so we we can't mention all of those it's the podcast just takes too long and it's spam when we post them all on our story it's annoying for you guys so 
unfortunately, we are at a point in our following where we have to pick the best ones. Mm-hmm. So you guys get a chance to get a shout out and be mentioned on our show, but try to pick, give us your best take you possibly can, and we will give we will give you guys a shout out and feature feature you on our show. So, mm-hmm. first response was Benny Dolphin, who said Finns will be better than the Bills and Jets. So it's Benny Dolphin, not Dolphin. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I think outside of the offensive line, the Dolphins have the talent to compete with anyone in the league. They're yeah. a little they're a little thin on uh in their secondary, especially um after losing uh Jalen Ramsey. But they still have Xavier Howard. He has that potential to be as good as any corner in football. Yeah. So it's it's possible. But that offensive line needs to perform and and keep their quarterback alive because, good lord, am I starting to, uh, I'm starting to be concerned for Tua's health. Mm-hmm. If we haven't already, I mean, man, the guy, the kids had already too many concussions, and I, it's going to drive him out of football. And a talented kid like him, I want him to stay in the league. I hope he can stay healthy. Um, all right. Tyson Tate said Jordan Addison has 10 touchdowns as a rookie. This is a decent take. I like this one because decent take. you lose Adam Thielen, who was your touchdowns guy. Not that Justin Jefferson isn't. It's just that Thielen was the guy who you went to in the, in the red zone. He was their go-to guy. He's gone now. So who's going to replace that production? Jordan Addison. So 10 touchdowns, that's a possibility. I like that. Uh, Owen Vanslack said Jared Goff wins MVP and leads the Lions to the Super Bowl for the first time in forever. I'm a little hazy on my lately on my NFL history, but have they even ever been to a Super Bowl? Who? The Lions. No, they made it to an NFC Championship game, but not. They've been World Champions, just not Super Bowl champions. Okay, so it would be their first ever. And yeah. I think they ha- this is their probably their best shot, arguably in franchise history. In a long time, yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, so Jamison Williams is coming back. Their wide receiving core is a little thin. They let DJ Shark go. Uh, they still have some other pieces, uh, Josh Reynolds being one of them. But Amon Ross St. Brown's a solid wide receiver one. They just don't have much depth past it. Um, yeah. That's about it. They should never have traded TJ Hawkinson. I never understood that. I thought they should have kept TJ Hawkinson. He was one of the better tight ends in football, and they just traded him, which yeah. was weird because he was a good young tight end, and this was a good young Lions team. I would have thought maybe you, you keep that guy. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, they didn't keep him. What's up? They didn't want to keep him. They clearly they didn't. Ian Mulhern said Seattle makes it to the AFC, the NFC championship. Rather, you heard it here first. I hope he didn't put that in his response because I don't want to put in the wrong spelling. <laughs> I hope it's it says AFC. I hope it was a miss a, a typo on my part, not on his. Um, but 
if they make the conference championship, I think that's as, about as bold as you can get. This is a very good young team, but Geno Smith has only ever had one good year, and it was last year. Can he do it again? He can build on that. I hope so. I think I hope he can. I think this is going to be a good Seattle team. They're fun to watch, and it's cool to see Geno Smith, a career backup, play well. I like that. I like seeing that. I hope he can play well. Um, I just wonder if he can. If he can do if this was a one-off, then this is going to be a very boring Seattle uh Seahawks team to watch. Uh, but they have the talent around them, good offensive line, good running game, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, good wide receiving core. Their defense is getting better. Clearly, they're trying to reestablish their former Legion of Boom when they took Devin Witherspoon with their sixth overall pick. That was insane. Um especially when they already have Tariq Woolen. That defense is going to be. All right. Tucker Phillips said Buccaneers are going to win the NFC South. Feels like the popular pick has been the New Orleans Saints. They have arguably the best quarterback. Not arguably. They they have the best quarterback in that division with Derek Carr. You have Chris Olave. If Michael Thomas is healthy. Which he hasn't been in years. Yeah. That's a shame. You still have Alvin Kamara for as many games as you're going to have him. Um I can't I I uh, it's a bold take because the Buccaneers have some talent around them. Their offensive line's a little spotty. And I don't I don't know how capable Baker Mayfield is at having a a competitive type season where he can take a team to the playoffs. He's done it before. Yeah, but only once. Which means he's capable. <sighs> it, he's capable. We'll see. We'll see. He's looked also, he's looked okay during preseason. We'll see. We'll see. He's only had that one year, and that was really it. Um, Nick Mazalik said Steelers win their division with ease. <laughs> with ease? No. It's possible, but not on my watch. Not on not on the watch of the Ravens. Absolutely not. This is obviously a bold take because I think the consensus has been that it's going to be the Bengals and Ravens who are who are the best teams in this division. Of and course. there's even been some hype for the Browns. I mean, they still have Deshaun Watson. He's not that far removed from when he was perennially one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's not that far removed from that, and he's still in his. Is he still in his late twenty? In his late twenties, right? He might be. I, let me check. If he isn't, it's early thirties, and for a quarterback, that's still pretty good. Playing behind an insane Browns offensive line, but enough about the Browns or the he's Bengals. There you go. That's still young. This kid can still play. Um, but enough enough about any of the other teams. Let's talk about the Steelers. Kenny Pickett look looks pretty good. I like the way Kenny Pickett has looked uh, this preseason. He he was he showed some growth towards the end of last season, which is all you could really expect from a rookie quarterback. Sometimes they they really show out and look like a finished product in their first season, but that's kind of rare. So what we saw from Kenny Pickett towards the end of the season, what we're seeing in preseason, 
an improved offensive line, a pretty good pass catching core, a good defense. If the steel, if they have a lot of question marks, but if this Steelers team turns out to be what they could potentially be, I don't know, maybe an outside shot. It's a, it's a smoldering hot take. I'll tell you that much. Um, Speaking of hot takes, Nate Sloat says all four AFC East teams make the playoffs. Come on. Now, now. This, this, is a hot, this is a hot take. This is bold. Very hot take. And it's also a fun take because now I just love the idea that every team in a division could, could mathematically, and by the way the playoffs are structured, make the playoffs. So to see that happen for the first time would be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Also, I'm a Patriots fan, so <laughs> that's kind of our only shot at making the playoffs is if we finish last and the rest of the AFC sucks, so that's that's how the Patriots make it in. Come on, um, you got to believe in yourself. Okay. <sighs> that offensive line, man. That offensive line looks really bad. And everywhere else, they actually have – Pretty solid talent. Their wide receiver core leaves a little bit to be desired, but it has depth. It has a lot of secondary options. A lot of secondary options who could complement a very good wide receiver one like DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just saying. And that's the like this is the problem. Their offensive line. Baker Mayf- uh, t- Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mac Jones is going to have a really hard time getting the ball out. He has yeah. his he has his pieces: Juju Smith Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Devontae Parker. They have pieces. He has something, but can he get the ball out in time before he gets killed? That is the question. That's a question to ask Riley Reef and Trent Brown. Maybe maybe the whole line will surprise you this year. Maybe it's not going to be as haphazard as, as you think. I hope so. All right. On to our last response. This is a good one. Nate Couples said Jordan Love leads the Packers to the playoffs by two games. I wouldn't say by two games. Maybe a game, but not two games. I think that's too far I think it's possible, but not by two games. Well, I think if it weren't if it weren't by two games, it wouldn't be a bold prediction. Yeah, because I think it's realistic to say, well, if this Packers team plays above expectations, they could sneak into the playoffs by half a game, maybe a game. By two games, that means they might win the division, which means they would be better than the Lions, who we all like to potentially play in I have them in the NFC Championship and even po- potentially the Super Bowl. That means they're better than the the Bears and their youth movement. That's a bold take. Also the Vikings just are removed are just a year removed from a 13 game uh 13 win season. So there's that. So to say they make it by two games and Jordan Love is a stud and it turns out they found Yet another franchise guy. That's pretty bold. I wouldn't say it's that realistic, but it could happen. Stranger things have happened in the NFL. If there's anything I have learned about this league, it's to expect the unexpected. You think something's going to happen, and then the opposite does. A team that we're not even talking about as a contending team is going to be the favorite by 
week eight to make the Super Bowl. And then they won't. And some other team will make it instead of them. That's just how crazy this league is. And it's why I love it, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a, I, this is going to be a great season. And if, if Jordan Love leads the Packers to the playoffs by two games, that's going to be pretty freaking impressive. And it's going to be fun to watch to see a historic team like the Packers back in the mix so quickly. All right. That's the last of our responses. We picked eight for you guys out of the 24 that we got. So uh, congratulations to those of you who are picked for us to shout you guys out. We'll get you out on the pot on the podcast as we just did. Uh, We'll shout you out on our show as well on the uh, Instagram page. So that'll be fun. All right. But Tuck, do you have anything else to say to the people before we end our show? No, I'm good. Except go Ravens. We're winning the division and we're winning the Super Bowl. That's all. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Sure, pal. Well, <laughs> sure. I think the Bengals will have a lot to say about that, who are probably going to the AFC Championship. They can say all they want to. It doesn't change the fact we're winning. They can go to the AFC Championship and meet us and lose. It doesn't really matter to me. Does Does that mean you have the Ravens in the Super Bowl? I'll, I always have the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I'm being, if I'm being real, if I'm being realistic, I'll probably pick someone else depending on this how the season goes. But I always have the Ravens in the Super Bowl as a fan. Freaking, I'm, be, I'm not being realistic here. I'm being biased as hell. Being biased. What's your unbiased opinion? As of right now, I see Kansas City and San San Francisco. Uh, Kansas City or Kansas City, San Francisco Super Bowl. Okay. All right. I respect it. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.